Hi, it's David Oaks. Glad you tuned in to the Visionary Fundraising Podcast for nonprofit fundraisers. Today, I'm just going to talk a few minutes from my heart on how mediocrity prevails, and it has to do with the feedback that we get and that we don't get. Glad you tuned in today. Okay, I have something on my heart, and I'm just going to talk plainly today, try to talk plainly. How mediocrity, how mediocrity often prevails in our life, and it has to do with the feedback that we receive or that we don't receive. I think it has to do with the feedback that we receive from people who are insiders or the feedback that we don't receive from people who are outsiders. Can I just give you a couple of stories? All right, listen to me. I remember going to church years ago, and one of the good old boys in the congregation, they asked him to sing. He uh, was a sweetheart of a person, a sweetheart of a man, um, wonderful leader in the community, a a uh, a leader in the faith community, just, oh my goodness, he had overcome obstacles like you couldn't believe in his childhood to grow up and kind of put himself through school, raise himself up by his own bootstraps, as some white would say. Just an amazing guy. And he sang a song, and the folks there who loved him said, you have to sing. You got to sing in church. Maybe they were at a party or a get together and they all did a karaoke kind of a thing and he sang and they said, dude, you got to sing it in church. So they got the right person's attention. He got on the calendar and come Sunday morning, beautiful, beautiful soul like I can't even begin to describe to you or make you to understand. Just trust me there. He gets up and he sings this song. Everyone in the place was not everyone. Let me go back there. The majority of the folks in the place were so moved. They were wiping tears away. People stood to their feet and put their hands in the air. It was a, it was a moving experience. Now, I said almost everybody was enjoying it. I want to be honest with you. I have to be honest. I was in shock at how horribly he sung. Now, he was a leader in the faith community. He was a leader in the community, a leader to his family. I cannot tell you what an angel this man is to this day. But let me tell you a gift he does not have, and that's to sing. And certainly, he doesn't have the gift to sing in front of crowds. To say it was atrocious is being gracious, being kind, being really kind. But I was shocked at how horrible his presentation was. And yet all the folks, the majority of the folks in the congregation who knew him were wiping away tears. They're standing to their feet when he gets through. It's this amazing, huge standing ovation. And afterwards, everybody is high-fiving and back-slapping him and going, it was awesome. You got to do it again. You need to sing more. 
And from there, he began to believe that he was a singer. Now, I've, I've uh, studied this in my heart and mind. I remember my wife was there, and afterwards I said, is it just me? Oh, is that nearly unbearable? It was so horrible. And she said, yes, it was nearly unbearable. But, you know, for the people who knew him, which was the majority of the folks there, it, it couldn't have been more amazing. It didn't matter that he couldn't sing. It didn't matter that that was nowhere near his gift. What mattered is they knew his story and they loved him. Now, here's what I'm pointing to. There, were, If I could define the people in the audience that day into two groups, the ones who who found it hard to sit through were outsiders, and the ones who found it adorable and wonderful were the insiders. So I thought about this. Sometimes working with nonprofit leaders, I'll talk to them about their marketing collateral. I'll talk to them about their stuff. And one of the, it's just, they don't know how horrible what they're doing. (laughs) They don't know how horrible it is. And when I give them, I I do it in a nice and kind way as I can, just say, here's a a better way to do this. Um, Often they don't, they refuse to even listen because they've done it their old way. And they have gotten from the people who love them and who admire their story, they get accolades from them. And they'll say, David, too many people tell me they love what the way we do things. They love my messaging. They love our website. They love our emails. They love our social media posts. They love our newsletters. They love how we write our blog posts. And for those people, it's incredibly difficult to get them to understand you how horrible what they're doing is. Not too long ago, another story, another story. So I'm, I'm switching to another story again. What had happened in church again? It was a local church where they were attempting to do um, their goal is to do contemporary worship. So everyone who wanted to be on the stage was there and plugged in. Um, I th- uh, there, there were people who's just, that wasn't their gift. I'll just have to say it wasn't their gift. Their kids, children who, my goodness, the presentation for little children beautiful, precious for a children's, for a day when the children were leading worship would have been awesome. For a day when outsiders come in and go, this, what? It was atrocious and horrible. But if you were to ask the people who know all the people on stage and know the children that were invited to come and be a part of the worship team every week, they would say, how much more mean could you get, David? <laughs> like you are mean and cruel. But the truth is, I don't know. 
here's my point and where I'm going to. When it comes to the pursuit of excellence, we need to get feedback and we need to get it from the right people and the right places. That matters. Get some feedback from some people outside of your circle, outside of your family, outside of the supporters who know the amazingness of your story. Get them to glance at the landing page of your website and do what Donald Miller always taught us when I was a story brand guide to do the grunt test. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, now look away. What is this organization about? And when someone can't tell you that, it's not a good landing page. We need feedback, the kind of feedback that we can make good decisions on. This is how mediocrity prevails, is we don't get the right feedback from the right places and from the right people. I've, there's a really great book by Brene Brown. If you haven't read her stuff, oh my goodness. It's a, I think it's Daring Greatly. And she describes a daring greatly. Brene Brown is a guru on being vulnerable. And one of the things she talks a lot about is honest, constructive, and engaging feedback. The kind that most organizations, most individuals, we don't know how to give it and we don't know how to receive it. And she says, she describes, it's the title of her book, Daring Greatly, but she describes this Daring Greatly culture as a culture where honest, constructive, and engaged feedback happens. She says that asking for this kind of valuable feedback, she says it's ironically rare. She says it's an irony because when she uh, surveys people from the workforce, one of the number one things they always say, I don't like about my job or the place where I work is they won't give me or they don't give me valuable feedback. So she, it's this this irony that we all want it and yet we don't know how to give it or receive it. She says that without feedback, there can be no transformative change. When we don't talk, when we don't get the feedback about our strengths and our opportunities for growth, then our excellence Excellence becomes just something that we can't have. So she says the reason we don't do it is we're not comfortable with hard conversations and then we don't know how to, how to give or receive this kind of feedback, even though we're all desperate for it. We're all, she says people are desperate for feedback. We all want to grow. We just need to learn how to give and receive feedback in a way that inspires growth and engagement. Why does it not happen? Well, because real feedback, real constructive and engaging feedback probably is not comfortable. She says that feedback thrives in cultures where the goal is not is not getting comfortable with hard conversations. But she says cultures that normalize the discomfort of these kind of conversations.
She says this kind of discomfort should be normalized. We believe growth and learning are uncomfortable, so it's going to happen here. That's what we should say as leaders. You're going to feel uncomfortable. We want you to know this is normal. It's an expectation. So um, that really is my thought. I don't, I'm not an expert on giving feedback. I do know that sometimes with my clients, it's difficult for them to hear truthful feedback because they've already received so much feedback from people that love and admire them. And the feedback is not honest. The feedback is not truthful. The feedback is not engaging and it's not good. What can we do about it? Well, a commitment to the kind of honesty that helps us to grow. One of my students in our fundraising accelerator this week, uh, I got his um, newsletter in the mail and it was just some things that struck me about it that I just thought he needs feedback on this. And so I texted him and I said, I want you to get on my calendar. I want us to have a conversation. I just got your newsletter in the mail and I want to give you some feedback. I went through it. Goodness, filled with good things, but there were just a few things that required some feet. I just thought, if I don't tell him, this is what I thought, if I don't tell him, how will he ever know? Because, because I don't know who will tell him. <laughs> so after we shared and I just said, is it okay for me to see this, contact you and give you feedback? And he said, David, of course it is. If you don't tell me, you're my coach, you're my mentor, you have helped me to, uh, he's told me his fundraising is doubled. He's up by 200%. He's told me that. If you don't tell me, who else will? And I said, God bless you. Thanks. And I hung up feeling, uh, feeling happy that he got the feedback he need that he'll, he'll be even more excellent in what he does. And what he does is excellent like I can't begin to tell you. So can we commit? <laughs> we cannot go around telling everybody what we think. This I know and understand is a very foolish um, way to live. But for those of us who are in relationship and when someone asks you for feedback and that is your role, Feedback is not comfortable. Feedback is hard, honest, and engaging feedback takes takes some skill and some effort and courage to do. If we don't help each other with that kind of feedback, then mediocrity will prevail in our lives. All right, that's my thoughts for the day. Hey, let me know if this has touched you. Let me know what you think about mediocrity honest feedback and how it is that we do or don't get it. Proud of you today. Hey, see you next week. God bless.